We'll do a review in Chelek Yud Gimel, the second Sicha for Parshish Masih. In this Sicha, the Rebbe explains two Rashis, one after the other. And basically, the Pasuk over here describes the boundaries of the land of Eretz Yisrael. And one would uh, assume that why is it important to know the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael so they know what to conquer, what are the boundaries, what is the territory that Hashem has given them. But Rashi has a different interpretation. Rashi says they need to know the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael because of which areas are obligated to those mitzvahs which you have to do in Eretz Yisrael. So you know where is Eretz Yisrael. And the Rebbe is going to explain why does Rashi say that. And also in the whole discussion, we will see uh, later on about what happens with Eber Hayardin, what are the obligations according to Pshat, as far as Trumas uh, Maestris. A very interesting discussion. Let's learn inside. And we'll see how the Rebbe again brilliantly proves and explains why Rashi has to say what he says. And when we take the uh, idea that the Rebbe presents, everything else follows smoothly. Let's look inside. Aleph. Ois Aleph. Alaposik tzavez b'nei Yisrael v'amarta lehim goimer. So the Pasik says, instruct the b'nei Yisrael and say to them, etc., so then the Pasik continues, Zoi Sa'oretz Asher Tipel Lochem Benachalo. This is the land, talking about Eretz Yisrael, that is going to fall to you as an inheritance. And this is Eretz Kenan Ligvulisaho, the land of Kenan to its boundaries. That is the Pasik. That's the verse. Rashi is Mefarish Rashi. So Rashi explains, after quoting from the verse, the words, this is the land that shall fall to you. So Rashi brings down the first four words, the first five words, and the goimer. So he says, this is the land that will fall to you, etc. And Rashi says as follows, Since there are many mitzvahs that apply, that are conduct uh, only in Eretz Yisrael, and they do not apply, they are not custom, you don't do them in Chutz Laretz. So the verse needed to write the boundaries of the uh, of the Gavulim, where the territory of all the sides all around to tell you where is the Eretz Kenan, to tell you, that from these boundaries and inside, that's where the mitzvahs apply. And of course, it doesn't apply outside. This is what Rashi explains. So the Rebbe's argument over here is, why not, why talk about a mitzvah that would apply? Why does Rashi explain that the reason we need to know that is because we need to know where to do the mitzvahs that apply to Eretz Yisrael, why not say because we need to know what to conquer? I mean, first you need to know what to conquer, and then you can talk about where, once you know to conquer, where the mitzvahs are, but this is where they apply, but this is right in the beginning over here. So, So, where does Rashi know? And the Rebbe adds in the parenthesis, It's known that Rashi's commentary is according to the simple 
literal translation of the verse. So, notwithstanding, you have a medrash, you have a gemara, but that's not Rashi's job. Rashi explains the pasuk on the literal level. So, how does Rashi know that the reason why we need to write the boundaries of the land now, we're talking about here now we're talking about before we have conquered the land we're telling you now what happens, what are the boundaries after you conquer where is Eretz Yisrael, what are the boundaries but here we're talking about the boundaries of the land before you've conquered it and Rashi says the reason we need to know the boundaries of the land before the con- before even we told about the conquering so that in order that the Bnei Yisrael will know after they will conquer what are these places of the mitzvahs that apply, that are conducted in the land of Eretz Yisrael. So we're talking about now giving you boundaries for something which is going to take place after the conquering. Wouldn't it be more simpler, but simply, is it then not he needed to write the boundaries of the land as far as it connects to the conquering itself. Leida to know up to where are the boundaries of their inheritance, the land of Canaan. The Abishar gave them the land of Canaan. Where are those boundaries? For which they need to conquer. So we should first tell us where these boundaries are versus telling us uh, that in these, uh, these boundaries are for the purpose to know where there is a chiyuv when we haven't conquered it yet, and we have to know where there is a chiyuv of the mitzvahs that apply only that it's Canaan and Eretz Yisrael. And the Rebbe further says in number two that you see the Rashi is a, gives it a lengthy. Uh, Rashi doesn't just say uh, short uh, mitzvahs in Eretz Yisrael. And this is where it applies. Rashi says in Eretz Yisrael doesn't apply in Chutz Loretz. Why such a lengthy expression of the same idea, of this idea? Mahi base. Mahi ha'ariches v'kefal haloshin What is the reason for the lengthy and the duplicate language in Rashi's commentary? Rashi says, Lefi shaharbe mitzvahs noigiz ba'aretz. Okay, that we need to say. But then Rashi adds, and then he said they don't apply in Chutzloretz. And then he said, to tell you that from these boundaries and inside, that's where the mitzvah apply. But it seems, Rashi should have said it in a short way. Since there is a lot of mitzvahs that apply in Eretz Yisrael, so he needed to write the boundaries of the sides, where the uh, boundaries of all the different sides of Eretz Yisrael, all around Eretz Yisrael, without writing the words that don't apply to Chutz Loretz, and to tell you, 
just to tell you very simply, because it applies to Eretz Yisrael, so here you have the boundaries. Seems like this all points to that Rashi has another issue over here, as the Rebbe will explain. Number three, the Rebbe is going to ask now the quote from the Pasuk. So essentially we're uh, saying what the Gavulis are, why the Torah had to write the Gavulis. So we know, why does Rashi omit that word, the Gavulis, in his heading, if that's what Rashi is explaining, where the boundaries are to know where the mitzvahs apply. So in the heading, Rashi just says V'goymer, and he doesn't bring down the word L'Gvuleseu. It seems like L'Gvuleseu is the main factor we're trying to say what the Gvuleseu are. Gimel. Mekivon Sherashi Bolufarish Hatam Shuhutzrich Lichtev Gvuleseu Since Rashi is coming to explain the reason why the Torah needed to write the boundaries of the land of Eretz Yisrael, how they move on. So then it's understood, so it's understood that this commentary, this interpretation applies, and it's important, also to the words, and mainly to the word because we're telling you, this is the land, but we're saying that's the key word, which is in the end of the verse. And Rashi just quotes the Pesach, this is the land that will fall to you as an inheritance, but Rashi doesn't say the word They don't have a main connection to his commentary. We're not explaining about the land that will fall to you, we're explaining to you but the word which is Explaining the law koyi that uh, applies in that, but Rumelis' Vegoimer is only hinted with the word Vegoimer. So the Rebbe asks A, why does Rashi choose seemingly an obscure interpretation? Why we need to know the boundaries in order for the mitzvahs? Why don't we just say we need to know the boundaries in order to know what to conquer? Two, why does Rashi? have such a long language, instead of just saying that many mitzvahs uh, apply to Eretz Yisrael, and these are the boundaries. And number three, why does Rashi not bring down in his heading the word Ligvulas? And now the Rebbe is going to explain the second Rashi that follows this. So, Achakach, Maitik Rashi Esatevis, then Rashi quotes the words, the word Tipe Lochem, Umefarish, Rashi explains, what does it mean will fall to you? So Rashi explains, Al Shem Nikras Since the land has been divided by lottery, a lottery, the way you do it, you throw the lots, so it's called so because it was divided by lottery. So Nikras That's why the uh, division, uh, the, the uh, Distribution, the way we give, it's called falling because it comes through the lotteries falling. And the Agode Medrash says, there's another reason why it says, Since they Ebershter through the officers of the spiritual officers 
of this world in the physical manifestation as they came out as the seven nations, but their spiritual sodim, the Ebishter threw them down, of the seven Umas he threw them down from the sky, the Kofsam Lifnei Moshe, and he tied them in front of Moshe. And Omar Loi said to him, See, they have no longer power. So Tipelochem is a hint to that they have fallen and they don't have any more power. So Bepashtis, and simply, Rashi is intending to answer the language that the verse uses here, it should fall for you. How is it fitting to say it'll fall as it relates to a land? The land doesn't fall. So what does it mean? So it's the land that should tipelochem. And Rashi's answer is, Because it was divided up by the lottery. That's why we call it, it's called Loshen A lottery, you throw a lottery, that's how the lottery is made. So therefore the land which comes through the lottery is also called Nefila. So, so we need to understand also this Rashi. Aleph, number one, the Pirush Rashi, Ha'oretz Asher Tipel Lochem, the way Rashi learns, so what does it mean, the land that falls to you? Ha'inoshen is ha'inoshen is chalko al yidei ha'polas goyrom, that it was distributed through throwing lot. Dover shaloi huskar because of that. That's a matter that has not been mentioned in this posik. This Pasuk didn't talk about the lottery, about throwing the lottery. And we're saying that we're referring to uh, Tipoil because of a lottery which has been mentioned before, later. But, But can we then not explain it, the word Tipoil Lachem? Literally, simply, in the very simple meaning. What does it mean, fall to you? Fall to you means it falls in your hands. In your hands it means it falls into your possession. In this style, when you say that the land falls in your possession, applies the falling even to, as it relates to land. Why does it actually have to come up with a far-fetched interpretation of the Tipe about the lottery, which is not mentioned over here? And the second question based, Lomo maybe Rashi, Peter Sheni, Memedrash Why does Rashi have to bring, bring here a second interpretation for the Tipe Lochem from the Medrash why the Rebbe, the Arashi, the Rebbe explains in the parentheses, Rashi only brings a interpretation of the Medrash Agodeh because it's not Pshat, that's what Rashi says, Medrash Agodeh is only in a, a place where he needs to answer a difficulty. This is only when Rashi brings the Medrash Agodeh in a place. According to the first interpretation, there is a question and there is something which is mis- not understood. 
And in the detail in which the second interpretation in Medesh uh, so we're not, so first of all, we need to know what's wrong with the first Pirush. That is, even if the second Pirush would have been a regular Pirush, but especially that Pirush, this interpretation from Medesh is distant, it's far away, it's not the style of the simple meaning, uh, talking about the angels, this, the sorim that the Ebrister put them down from the sky. So the question is, what is the difficulty? What do we understand better by bringing in the second? Eze, Prat, Muven, Yoser. Which detail is more understood? Lefi HaMedrash Agodeh, according to the Medrash Agodeh. She'enei Muven, Lefi Pirush Arishin, which is not understood according to the first interpretation, which says, Hashem Shedeschalka Begeruchu. So the first interpretation is that it was divided by lottery, and to under- answer that question, uh, Rashi brings down a second, which is a distant from the Pshat, to answer that question. What is that question? And the Rebbe is going to explain that Rashi has two difficulties in this Pasuk. Uh, not what we said earlier, that uh, Rashi doesn't understand. Uh, Rashi has a problem just with the lotion of Tipoil. Tipoil would be okay. But Rashi has two other issues in this Pasuk because uh, the style, the language that the Pasuk uses, uh, you can see clearly that he's talking about something different than that what they are supposed to inherit, telling them the lands that they have to be koivish. And so we'll see the language of the Pasuk. And also the fact that this command was given uh, to... Um, all of Yidden, Tzavaz B'nei Yisrovah, Marta Lehem, that would be more uh, appropriate to, uh, instructed to Yeshua. Yeshua is going to be the one. So it has to mean the one is going to be the one that is going to inherit the land. So it has to mean that the Torah writes it in such a way that the Torah wants to give you something more than just telling you where you're supposed to uh, conquer what what part it was to conquer. The Torah is trying to tell you when you conquer, what are the boundaries so that you know where to bring uh, the uh, mitzvahs that are only applied in Israel. Let's see inside Gimel. Babir So what's the explanation? All the above. If the intention, Hashem says, instruct the Bnei Yisrael, these are the land for the territory. And if the intention, only so that the Bnei Yisrael know what belongs to Eretz Yisrael that you need to conquer, and what is outside of Eretz Yisrael. So, so then the Pasuk should have said, not talking about what is going to fall to you, but to talk to tell them just directly, this is your inheritance in the land of Canaan for the boundaries. Not to say the words, And since the Poisik also says, 
And also, the Pesach says, and the land that will fall to you. Falling to them means that they're going to get it. There is an addition here that Hashem is giving it in a way, in a manner of tipulachem. It's going to fall to you. And which implies that that's without any action on your part. So if it was just what you need to conquer, then it wouldn't be Asher Tipelochem. Then it would be, this is Nachlochem, but here it's Tipelochem. So that's something which is given to you. But rather, this is something that was given and is falling to your uh, lot through Hashem, through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that is Dovor She'enu Negeya Likfiyas HaGvulois Dekibosh Oretz. Though that's a matter which isn't connected to determining the boundaries of conquering the land because it's not what they conquer, it's what Hashem gives them. So, so we're talking about something that Hashem is giving you. So then from this it's evident that Rashi has an intention over here to something else, another aspect about knowing the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael. That applies to giving of the land through Hashem, not what they have to conquer, but which Hashem gives you. So that means that the obligation to know the boundaries of land of Eretzisrael, so that means that it's also important to a matter whose aspect is towards Hashem, towards the heavens, towards Hashem. So there we need to know, not something which they need to know what they need to do, but it's Klap That is one issue that Rashi has to explain that there's something more than just knowing what they have to conquer because this is a piece that is not dealing with conquering. This is a piece which is dealing with what Hashem gave you and applies to the mitzvahs that you have to do in those areas where Hashem gave you. And then there's an additional point that the Rebbe brings down uh, in the, who was the one that was commanded of Zeisa Oretz Ashetiper Lochem Benachlo? So who was the command? Noisvelze. In addition to this Shverekait, uh, why Tiper Lochem? So it seems there's something else, but there's a, another problem. Im Noimar, it will be If we shall say Shamekuvim Beidos Givuloisa Oretz, that the intent by letting us know the boundaries of the land. It's only for the Bnei Yisrael to know the part of the land that they're obligated to conquer, etc. So then this instruction should have been told to Yehoshua. As Rebbe will say, Moshe should have told Yehoshua about this because we know the Pasik has already said that Moshe will not be bringing in the Yidden into Eretz Yisrael. But it's actually Yeshua who brings the Bnei Yisrael to the land. And he's the one that conquered it. 
So it was to him, to Yehoshua, that it would be fitting to instruct the details about the boundaries of the land, which are important to conquer, so that Yehoshua knows which parts to conquer. So it means to say, So this statement, by Daber, Hashem HaMoshe Leimer, that needs to be this saying of Hashem, just like the other sayings, that needed to be to Moshe. But but he should have told him, instead of saying, he should have told him, instruct Yeshua. So he should know the boundaries of the Kibush, etc. So how come Moshe was instructed? Tzavas bnei Yisrael instructed bnei Yisrael v'martalei megaymer. Ma'achar she'ein zedover hamosur liyat kolech dechad mi Yisrael. That is not an item to conquer. The land is not something that has been given over to each one and one of Israel. That's more to Yehoshua. So therefore, Rashi finds a important part knowing what the territory is as it relates to every person who needs to know where the laws, where the der- territory is in order to know what where the chiv of the mitzvahs that are apply in the land of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore Rashi explains the reason that he needed to write the boundaries of the territory of all the sides all around the Eretz Canaan, which is the details of the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael, who and there's many mitzvahs that apply in Eretz Yisrael. Then So therefore, it is upon each one of the Bnei Yisrael. To know the boundaries, to know the the uh, the boundaries. Up to where is the place of the obligation of the mitzvahs that apply to Eretz Yisrael? And now, so now it makes sense why this was told to Moshe Rabbeinu. While and now it's also sweet why this command was through Moshe specifically, and we didn't leave it for Yeshua for later on. Just like all mitzvahs, and all the details of the mitzvahs. Also those mitzvahs that hinge on the land. Nemru were said, and were given over to Bnei Yisrael through Moshe, also, the territories, the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael, which is Prat v'Tenai Ikri B'Kim Hamitzvus At Luis Baruch, which is a detail, and it's a main condition in being able to fulfill the mitzvahs that hinge in Eretz Yisrael, which Moshe Rabbeinu has told the Yidden about all these mitzvahs. Then that needed to be said through Moshe. So, since this is Rashi's interpretation. So now we understand why Rashi did not quote from the verse 
also the word to its territory. Seemingly, Rashi is explaining that canal. Because his main interpretation is to derive that he needed to write the boundaries of the territory of all the sides Rashi is trying to tell us that it's not just for the conquering, but mainly, why are we telling us this? And the mitzvahs that are applying in land. And what forces Rashi to this interpretation? But that comes from the words, since the Pasuk is not talking about the need to conquer, but the land that is going to come to them from the Eberster, so those are the words that Rashi relies on to bring out his interpretation that the reason they needed to know this is, is because they need to know what the place of doing the mitzvah. That's why, because it's coming from Hashem, that's where Rashi brings those words. In Ois Dalet, the Rebbe will explain the extra Lushen that the Rebbe asked before. Rashi says that it does not apply uh, to, uh, doesn't apply to Noegis, why would Loimerloch, ain't Noegis bechutz loretz, Loimerloch minagvulas alol lifnim, the Rebbe is Machadish over here that Rashi is actually trying to tell you that even the areas that were given to the Bnei God, the Bnei Reuven on the other side of the Jordan, they are considered not Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi specifically says, to specifically exclude also the outside on the other side of the Yarden. Hapi Aloha, the Rebbe is a long ha'ora over here. The Rebbe explains uh, different from Rashi and other places, but in the Pshat, in the Chumash, uh, the Rebbe learns that uh, this is what Rashi is trying to tell you, that only from this, in, not on the other side, what Rashi is trying to tell you, if it's so important to know the territory, to know where is Yisrael, why don't we also have the same thing about Ebra Yardin, to know where the mitzvahs, Apply and Rashi Zaka is telling you the mitzvahs don't apply in Ever Hayardin. Let's look inside. We still need to understand. Also, the land of the other side of the Jordan, that was conquered by the Bnei Yisrael, that became a land of Bnei Yisrael. As already explained earlier in the Pasuk, that Bnei Grod of Bnei Ruvin said that the Ever Ayardin, he, the other side of the river, the Jordan, is Nachaloseinu Eileinu. That's our inheritance, Shal Bnei Grod Ruvin. The Bnei Grod Ruvin, their inheritance on the other side. And that is equal to Meshar Bnei Yisrael, Ish Nachalosei, Meibel Yardin Vaholo. Just like the rest of the Bnei Yisrael, whose inheritance is on the other side of the Jordan and further. So Vim came. So in that case, since that became Eretz Yisrael, and that's the part that was inherited by Negod Ruben, So also the boundaries of Eber Ayardin need to be very clear. 
in order to observe over there the mitzvahs that apply in the land of the tribes of Israel, the ones who went to the other side of the Jordan. And over here we need to know where is the Eretz Yisrael for them. And that's why Rashi adds and emphasizes. First Rashi says, But then Rashi adds, the Rebbe asked before, why is Rashi adding? The Rebbe adds specifically to exclude. They don't apply outside of the Eretz, where the regular, most of the Shifti Yisrael are. To just tell you that from these territory and inside, that's where the mitzvahs applies. Which means to say, that based on the simple Meaning of the verse, Ein HaMitzvahs The mitzvahs do not apply, do not, are not conducted, Elo Bifnim Minagvulis Halolo Eretz Yisrael. Only inside of these boundaries of Eretz Yisrael that the Pasuk talks about here. Avalei but not outside. That's why we don't have boundaries for Eber Yarden because it doesn't apply there. Hainugam also not in Eber Yarden. Again, as the Rebbe brings down here, a very long Ha'ore to explain this in Ha'ore uh, 20, to explain how it is according to Halacha and uh, with all the different references to this. Based on the previous explanation, the Rebbe in Ois Hay explains now the second Rashi that uh, since we're explaining over here that this is something that Hashem gave us, it's not telling us what part of Eretz Yisrael we must conquer, but because it says Hashem that it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it doesn't seem that the language of Tipa Lachem, when we're trying to build up uh, Eretz Yisrael, where the mitzvahs apply, should have been used a language which would represent Tokum Lachem, that it has an elevation, not a fall. Fall is a descent. In other words, since we're learning, it's not just uh, where you have to conquer as we thought originally, then we can say tipalachem, that comes into your possession. But here tipalachem means that Hashem gives it to you as a gift to, that's where you apply the mitzvahs that apply to Eretz Yisrael. Why use a language of tipal, which is a derogatory lashon? So let's look inside. And that's why Rashi explains uh, the lashon nefila that it's only the, it's only the chalukah was done. It's not the whole of Eretz Yisrael. All of Eretz Yisrael is, but it's only on the, the distribution was done through Nefila, but all of Eretz Yisrael is not the lotion of Nefila. Let's look inside. Hey, Apikol Anal Yuvan, based on all the above, we understand, this that Rashi continues when he explains Tipelochem, Umefarish and he explains, Al Shevsh and his Chalko Begoiru, Nikras Chaluko, Loshen Nefila. Since it was distributed by the lottery, that's why this distribution, the chalukah, the dividing up, is called nefilim. So the Rebbe explains like this, based on what was explained in the previous Rashi, that the reason why the Pasig needed to write the boundaries of the land, in order to tell you that from these boundaries and inside 
that's where the mitzvahs apply. And Bishahekh, we learned before that what is the Hechrich? What forced us, the Farish came, to explain so? Huloshin Akosim is the language of the Pasik. Ha'oretz Asher Tipelochem, the land that falls to you, Shemashmo, which is understood, Shinusunolochem Akodishmoru, that has been given to you from Hashem. And Belochem Mechuyovim, Baba Kama Mitzvah, Shein, and Nergus Mechutzalorets. Canal, and that's why, because Hashem gave it to you. So that's why many mitzvahs that don't apply outside of the land of Eretz Yisrael, as led earlier in Cave, in a move on, it's that case. Lomo Why did the Torah use, grab a language, it will fall? The meaning, the contents of the word tipel is nefilo griuso. When you say falling, that means you fall and a lacking. Uh, the deterioration, the degradation, bipshuta kemashmo. Simply as the meaning of the word nifila falling. And below Omar Beloshin, so why does it not say in the language that will be raised to you? Similar that we say by Yokum's day Ephraim. Rashi says that this day Ephraim, after Avram purchased it, it had a tukuma. It was raised up to a higher level. That it went out from an ordinary to Avram Avinu to Amelech. So why does the pasuk not say And this is specifically connected to this interpretation that Ashetipelochem is coming to describe a advantage about the land of Eretz Yisrael. Why the mitzvahs are noigid? The Rebbe explains in the parentheses. It would be okay if we would explain the reason why the Torah has to write the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael was only so that we should know till where we have to conquer Kiyotzma, similar to that. Then we wouldn't have a problem with saying as the Rebbe asked in the beginning, we could have explained this is the land that will fall to you, that it means it will fall into your possession. Since we cannot explain so, as we said before, because meaning is giving it to you. But what is the reason why the Torah is telling us here the to tell you the place where we fulfill the mitzvahs that hinge on Eretz Yisrael so according to this what is the meaning this land that falls to you it's not that it goes into your possession but it falls to you from Hashem that's why it's a very designated special place for mitzvahs that don't apply outside it. So it's not understood, as you said earlier, why does the Torah use a language of nefila, which is the opposite of raising and an elevation? To answer this question, when it says will fall to you while shame because it was divided up by the lottery, so this dividing is called the nefilo. This tipple isn't discussing, isn't talking about the land in general. 
Kiim bachalukoso, but in the way it was divided lishvotim to the tribes. Shedrak zeh, only that v'loi hakibush hoyal degerov, only that dividing, but not the conquering was through the girdle. Val shame shachaluka hoyso al yidei hapolos hagirdle, and because the dividing was through the throwing of the lottery, nikra. Chalukah loshin nefilah. So that's why the chalukah divine is called nefilah. But we're not talking about the entire conquering uh, wasn't done through the goyrom. This is the chalukah. Rashi is emphasizing the way the Rebbe learns it that the distribution was done through, but the rest was given from the Eberster. Uh, but according to this, it's difficult. But in the beginning of this parsha, we're not discussing how we divided the land to each tribe. We are discussing how the entire land of Canaan was conquered. Uh, which is the inheritance of all Yidden. The boundaries we're talking about are not in between the tribes, but they are between Eretz Yisrael and outside of Eretz Yisrael. So, so how could we possibly say, The land will fall for you, in other words, going for you, which is Flechol Yisrael, is referring to the fact that it's really talking about Dividing of the land for every tribe by themselves, based on the Goyro, when there's no discussion in this Psukim over here about the different parts of each tribe, but we're talking about Eretz Yisrael, boundaries versus Chutzlar. It's not within the, uh, between the tribes. And the language of Nefila comes because, Rashi says, comes before Nishalka al Yidei Goyro. So, so how could we say that that is referring to the dividing of the land for each tribe by themselves based on the girl? the Iker, and another thing, Still, even though it's and it's done the lottery, but on a lottery we can still say that it will go up to you. That is also language used for a lottery. On the contrary, number one, already this language we already learned. So the Rebbe is asking questions now to show how this interpretation is difficult, and that's why Rashi brings the second interpretation. So the issue that we still have with this is how could we say, the Rebbe started off, how could we say that the Tala, the Tipoil goes because of the Chalukah of the individual tribes, when we're not talking about individual tribes, and still the Rebbe says, it should say Tala Lachem, because number one, the Rebbe says, this is specifically the language, Kvar Lomadnu Begodol Diyem HaKippurim, or by the lottery of Yem HaKippurim, over there the Pasuk says, uh, when it talks about the uh, the Shnei Seirim when the throw, so the talks lotion of Tala, not Tipa. 
And number two, Kan Medubar Bikvias Hachaluka the Agoidal. Here we're talking about setting up the dividing by the Goidal. Ukumayushin Namarapi Hagoidal Techola Goimer. So when you set up the pieces, the distribution by the Goidal, when it's that is when the Goidal comes out. You throw the lottery, and then you, when you what you get up is what is 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 when you really get it. Uh, it's the lottery what it falls on. It's not when you throw the lottery; it's the deciding of the lottery when you pick up when you run, when you throw the lots. And Rashi has already explained in our case. How did the girdle work? That shevet ployne oila. If you had a certain tribe that came up from the lottery, then they said that the other territory goes up with him. So we see the language is going up. So and that is to teach us also about raising up and the advantage that comes into the land through the distribution, through the so why do we still use the Lashin Tipoil to talk about the distribution? Still would make more sense to use the Lashin of Talavachem. That's why Rashi brings a interpretation from the Medrash Agodah. And there's Ayidei Shehipil HaKadosh Baruch Hu Sarayim Shal Shiva Umais that through Hashem throwing down the Officers of the seven nations, the kofsim of the flame, and he tied them, he bound them in front of Moshe. Shall pizeh tipoil. That way, we also understand the lotion of tipoil. That all of the land, all of the land was inherited through Hashem throwing down the sorim of the Shiva Umas. So that would explain why it uses lotion of Tipoil, and not as individual for the tribes, but for all of Eretz Yisrael. But on the other hand, this is not really a pshat. Rashi cannot just bring down this pshat. This second interpretation isn't sufficient. This is far away from the simple meaning of the verses. This is only an agoda. There is no hint for this whole matter in the simple meaning of the Pasuk about the Sorim, about binding them. And that's an addition that the whole idea is far away. That this is hard to explain that our Pasuk it's very difficult to fit it in because number one, Aleph, According to the Medrash HaGod, the Tipel goes about the officer, it's not the land is going to fall for them. The simple meaning of the Persik is, it'll fall to you, what? So it has to mean the land, not about the angel. And it will fall for the future. In the Medrash HaGodah, he explains Shehipil Be'over, that, that the fall that was in the past. So, and the word doesn't fit into the word Tipil. So therefore, while Rashi brings it down to answer 
some of the difficulties in the pshat of the distribution to the tribes, this is even further away. maybe Rashi, Pirush Aleph, that's why Rashi brings the first interpretation, he brings that first, because that is the main. In Oizvav, the Rebbe is going to give a Yeno Shel Torah, an insight of the wine of Torah, that is in this Pirush Rashi. So, when the Pasik says over here, Zoiso Oretz, Asher Tipe Lochem, the Oretz, is Koi Al Knesset Yisrael. Knesset Yisrael is, koi, is called Oretz. So, this is the Oretz, the Zoiso Oretz, Asher Tipe Lochem, that is talking about Koi Al Yeridis Haneshama Lamata. That is, goes on the descent of the Neshama below. So, the Oretz, the Knesset Yisrael, goes down into this world. This descent, we call this descent, it falls, since it's not in an orderly, in a step-by-step, it goes from a high roof to a deep pit, meaning it's a tremendous descent, that's why that's why it's like falling down. So we're saying that the Oretz, the Neshama, the Knesset Yisrael, fell down, falls down into this world. Umaram is Rashi. So Rashi hints, why is it that the Neshama comes down into this world? Is because it's dafke in this world, the mitzvah, there's many mitzvahs that you can dafke do in this in Elam Hazim. Umaram is Rashi. And Rashi hints, Lefi. That because there's many mitzvahs that apply in the land, and this is the territory, uh, and um, and uh, from inside is the mitzvah applies only in those territories. which is the intent be of in the filozu, the intent of this descent and this fall, he were the lekayim mitzvahs maizis. That is in order to fulfill the mitzvahs that are in action, which in Elam Hazeh Shehem Tluyos Ba'aretz, which hinge on the land. So I guess the neshama, which is Aretz, falls into Elam Hazeh, into Aretz, into the Nevshores Davke Betoicha Gvulim, and that. Is only possible within the territory, within the boundaries, shallah in this physical world. So the oretz, the neshama, can be mekayim and reach mitzvahs specifically when it's in this oretz, the physical world. Through the neshama descending below and observing the mitzvahs in action. So in addition to the fact when you're doing the mitzvahs that she completes the intent of the descent of the neshama in order to fix the body and the animal soul. So that's doing for somebody else. That's doing for the guf, for the nefesh bahamis, And that's the ultimate kavona. But Mitzad because the of the advantage of mitzvahs in action, mitzad in of themselves, he So then the neshama itself is elevated in a powerful elevation. 
more than the soul was before it descended below. So that is to be Melkayim, the mitzvah's maizir, that's why we have Zeishat Oretz Asher Tipa. Achapizet Tzorich Lohovin, but based on this we still need to understand. Mekivon, Shaidei Kim HaMitzvah's Lamata Nase Aliyah Ben Neshama. So since we're saying that through the fulfillment of the mitzvah's below, there is an elevation of the soul, in Kain Lomon Nemar Tipa Lochem Loshinefilo. So why do we call this Tipa Lochem that it will fall? Why is it Lashon Nefilah? But we just said that in the Elam Hazah, you can have the elevation of the mitzvah into a higher place for the Neshama. So, Mephadish Rashi, Al Shem Shenizchalko Ha'oretz Begoiro Nikro Chaluko Lashon Nefilah. Because the land has been distributed, Begoiro, so that's why the Chaluko is called Nefilah. Basically, that uh, relative to the level of goiro, which is higher than tamvadas, we call this a nefila, even though it's the elevation. Shabazen nirmas. So what is hinted in here? Through the descent of the soul below in the body in the animal soul. So the love and the fear in the neshama. They are in a level of falling. The revelation of the love and fear that the Neshama had. Before it descended below. So, So, it's specifically through this fall. It reaches the service which is beyond reason. And rationale habo mibchinas koyrol shebe neshama. It comes from the level of the lottery of the neshama. Haynu etzem haneshama. That's the neshama itself. So basically, it's the it's like an elevation. But that koyrol you get through this descent. Umamshich Rashi. Rashi continues. Medrash Agoda Oimer. Ayidei shehipila kodesh baruchu soreim v'kafsom lifnemei shechulu. Hashem through the officers of the seven nations and tied them in front of Moshe. So what does that mean behind Number one, through observing the mitzvahs in the land in Elam Hazem and Beis. And then we're saying it's the Goiro, which is higher than Tamvadas. That by him shines the level of the Goiro, the Esem, the Neshama, the Goiro, Neshama. In Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Mapil v'Koyfes. So then Hakadosh Baruch Hu throws down and ties Lifnei v'Chinas Moshe b'Kol Echad v'Echad in front of the level of Moshe, which is in each one, as Kol Hamoyinim Ma'akvim. All those that prevent and hold back. Ba'oz b'Nekel Yuchal Lichbeish Ha'Oretz. Then it will be easy to conquer the land. V'Lasis Lo Yisbarech Dira B'Tachtonim. And to make a dwelling place for Hashem, blessed in the low world. Then the entire world will be similar to Eretz Yisrael, which Hashem's eyes are in Eretz Yisrael from the beginning to the of the year to the end of the year. 
Chazal, as our sages of blessed memory say, Asida Eretz Yisrael, that in the future, Eretz Yisrael is destined to expand in all the world. So when the person conquers the land, and it makes it easy because he employs the goiro through the mitzvahs maizis, and it shines the level of goiro, so then Hashem cuts away and ties all the prevention they shouldn't prevent, and the person can easily conquer to make all of the world so that Eretz Yisrael is mispashit in Mechol Elon Kuloi. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Matz Masi Tovshin Chovov and Tovshin Mamet.